Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor, a digital resource for the multidisciplinary cancer team. My name is Lynn Brooke. Today, I am joined by Donna Catamaro of Mount Sinai Hospital to discuss her recent presentation at the International Myeloma Society annual meeting. Thank you for joining us today, Ms. Catamaro. Uh, would you like to give a brief uh, introduction of yourself and what you like to research? Hi, I'm Donna Catamaro. I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, I currently work at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. I'm the associate director for the Multiple Myeloma Research Program, and I oversee our clinical staff um, in our research department. And um, currently, we're trying to branch out our clinical trial portfolio into our network sites. The first question I have for you is, would you like to give a brief overview regarding your presentation about increasing clinical trial accrual of minority patients? Yes, and thank you again for your interest. Um, so I think we know that minority patient populations are underrepresented in clinical trials, and this is primarily the reason we don't see race-based data being reported out um, from the clinical trials. And uh, Mount Sinai being in New York City, one of the most diverse uh, cities in the world, and I think uh, we represent over um, 170 ethnicities. Um, so we really have the opportunity to increase diverse uh, patient population in clinical trials. So what we did is we we queried the uh, New York State database to look at neighborhoods or zip codes that were deemed by the state to be um, an underserved population. Um, next, we looked at where our patient population was coming from, um, and we overlaid the two to see um, that, you know, our patient population, a, a good percentage of the population was coming from um, these underserved areas. Um, next, we looked at um, where our network sites. So Mount Sinai Health System actually has uh, multiple locations in the tri-state area. So New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And then we looked um, where our sites were located and we tried to match it where um, these underserved areas were. We identified two locations, uh, Lower Manhattan and Brooklyn, and then we set up our myeloma clinic. So we went in, we looked at the infrastructure. Um, we have 10 physicians on our staff um, and we had them rotate through these two centers. Um, we then also, again, looking at the infrastructure, looking at the feasibility, of running clinical trials. Um, and we saw that there was a big knowledge gap in these centers. Uh, for example, Brooklyn, they had no experience with clinical trials outside of COVID vaccines. So there is a knowledge gap there with their pharmacy, with their infusional staff. You know, so we, we had to go in, make changes um, so that we could at least try to start opening and accruing patients onto clinical trials. I know you briefly started to mention it, but could you explain how minority groups are disproportionately affected by multiple myeloma? African Americans uh, have a two and a half uh, increase in incidence in multiple myeloma. When we look at their outcomes, we see that their outcomes are actually worse than white patients. But if all things were equal, African Americans should actually have better outcomes, should have the best outcomes. And why is this? And this really demonstrates health disparities. So, you know, how can we go into uh, communities and offer them these novel therapies that we're offering, um, you know, uptown in our main campus so that we can overcome this uh, disparity in outcomes? 
I know you also briefly mentioned um, deploying advanced practice providers into the community. So how does deploying those um, advanced practice providers uh, into the minority communities help? As I mentioned, our physician team, um, they were rotating through the sites, but we hired um, advanced practice providers to nurse practitioners to live at those sites. Um, so those uh, nurse practitioners represented the communities, spoke the language, and were there day-to-day -day managing patients, educating staff, educating pharmacy, infusion, phlebotomy, lab, um, to get them all educated on clinical trials, how to run clinical trials. And then just like I said, really managing the patients day-to-day um, -day so that we can you know, have those outcomes that we're looking for. And if you would have any advice or a call to action for other healthcare professionals to be more educated and proactive on this topic, what would you say? As a, as a whole, we need to do better. We need to understand what these barriers are. Um, so if we look at, you know, what our satellite sites, where they are, um, you know, they're not more than 10 miles from each other. And, you know, we might not think of that as being really addressing the issue, but uh, for example, if a patient who lives in Brooklyn were to travel to our main site in upper Manhattan, so we are at the top of Central Park. So if someone coming from Brooklyn whether they take public transportation, the subway, or drive, that's a two-hour commute one way. Um, and if patients are driving, um, they're paying tolls, they're paying parking, and that could be a cost of uh, $50 a day for those patients. And you have to think about time away from work, lost wages. Um, so right there, you know, that is a big barrier. And in our case, access was the barrier. So how can we go in these communities and provide the same care that we're providing, you know, at our main site to these satellite sites? So we really need to understand what the barriers are for patients preventing them to enroll onto clinical trials. Since your team started these clinical trials, since they are just starting up, uh, what are you and your colleagues hopes for as far as outcomes? So we want all things to be equal. A patient who's seeing me um, in our main site, I want them to do the person in Brooklyn um, at that site, I want them to do the same. Um, and I think, you know, can we offer these novel therapies um, everywhere? And of course, there are limitations uh, from an in infrastructure standpoint, but I think we need to really strive to get things um, equal in all locations. Uh, our, our goal is to really have equal outcomes across all sites, across all zip codes. Final question I have for you is, since presenting, is there anything you would have liked to add that you believe the healthcare team should know? Yeah, so, so I think, you know, we were very focused on getting our research staff up and running at these network sites. You know, it really does take a village to support patients through therapies. And I think, you know, really understanding other gaps and um, support staff that is needed. And I think uh, one of the big gaps that we really identified was having social work uh, available for patients. So there's other ancillary staff that is needed to really make a program successful. Thank you, Ms. Catamaro, thank you again. And we are really excited to hear about the outcomes in a few months, hopefully. <laughs> thank you, and again, thank you for taking interest.